0: Welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast. We're talking today about cloud success stories with IT solutions and managed service provider SoftChoice. SoftChoice is a VMware partner, and VMware is our sponsor for this episode. Our guest is Chris Wooden. He is VP, cloud business unit at SoftChoice. And Chris, welcome to the podcast. So I mentioned cloud and VMware in the intro. What specifically do customers come to SoftChoice for?
1: So we're a software-focused solutions provider that uh, helps organizations to be more agile and innovative for their people to be engaged, connected, and more creative at work. Now, what that often means is we're moving them to the cloud, helping them build the workplace of tomorrow and enabling them to make smarter decisions about technology. Of course, VMware is the glue that holds a lot of the strategy and our solution capabilities together. Mm -hmm. Um, And by doing all these things, ultimately we're helping them to create success for their own customers and for their own people.
2: So one of the things that we saw in the announcement about being the VMware partner was that multi-cloud was a key part of that technology stack. And it seems to me that multi-cloud is is quite a diverse sort of a thing. What do you think multi-cloud means for most of your customers?
1: You know, the, the, the way that multi-cloud has been perceived in the past is that it's defined by some very intentional strategy for using multiple public clouds and potentially hybrid cloud and an arranged solution. And the reality is that, Um, Many customers are already multi-cloud without a strategy. Uh, We find many customers uh, are are in a multi-public cloud scenario because uh, IT moves certain infrastructure services into Azure. Marketing might be using an ISV solution that depends Mm -hmm. on consumption in Google Cloud. Developers are building new applications in AWS, and before you know it, Multi-cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're getting they're and, getting or you
2: acquire a company and the company uses Google and yeah, and then migration is a substantial challenge and, and so forth. So the reality is multi-cloud is effectively what you're saying.
1: It, we see nearly every one of our customers, which are in mid-market yeah. and enterprise segments, already multi-hybrid cloud. Our responsibility is to help identify current state and then develop a more intentional strategy for right. how they're going to use a hybrid multi-cloud strategy. Uh, to achieve the very unique business outcomes that that they're pursuing.
0: So Mm. given that things like cloud and multi-cloud are are kind of never finished, how do you as a managed service provider, when you're working with a customer, what kind of metrics or milestones indicate to you a successful engagement?
1: Traditionally, the types of projects that SoftTrace and would deliver would be measured based on the fact that we're getting projects done on time, on budget, and with high customer satisfaction scores. Today, though, with these cloud projects, it's th- those are obvious uh, requirements. It's much more now about having some measurable impact on the business. And that is typically how we're measuring our success. Was this mm. project successful in enabling the customer to do something for their own customers or for their productivity or efficiency that can be measured in dollars and cents impact?
0: Okay, so some kind of financial metric or some kind of internal productivity metric?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we actually do, you know, measure, uh, you know, the most common examples uh, are, are, you know, cost avoidance by becoming more efficient in, uh, you know, how infrastructure services are being used. And we see that a lot in VMware on cloud. But, you know, thinking about tools like VMware Tanzu, uh, you can really start to quantify the business value of building modern applications and the impact mm. that that's actually having on the customer's revenues.
0: All right so let's uh, you know make this more concrete we'll bring in a customer story, and I guess one of the customers you're working with, they're a professional baseball team here in the United States. I guess my first question is what does a baseball team need with public cloud?
1: This particular baseball team was solving for a very real business problem, which was a bad fan experience. Essentially, what was happening is these fans would show up to the ballpark they would be provided the seat assigned on their ticket, and that was about it and they'd watch the game. The reality is that um, You know, you need to create a much richer experience in today's environment. And for them, what that meant was uh, giving each attendee far more um, experience and control of their experience from their seat through their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to design uh, modern applications that could be used to order concessions directly to their seats uh, to watch uh, replays from their seat in real time. Yeah. Uh, if you just missed the
2: play, you want to see the replay. You want to see the scores. Maybe you want to see the better statistics. Like, you know, how, how often does this person hit a home run or something like that?
1: Exactly. And imagine, you know, if, if the, the ball club could know what you're doing with that experience mm-hmm. and then cater more experiences to your behavior. And so this is what they knew would create a modern fan experience. The problem is that the way that, you know, this ball club, like most organizations developed applications is that Um, They they couldn't do it nearly quickly enough or with the range of capabilities that are necessary to unleash that experience. And for them, it required them to build these modern applications in the cloud. In this case, they did it with Azure, where they're using microservices in the Azure service fabric to enable these applications to do things never before possible. Now, the problem for this particular ball club is that it's one thing to build the application in the public cloud but then hosting it and running it to 60,000 fans Mm. in a very small location Mm -hmm. is a major technical barrier. There's really no way to get around that without hosting the application in this scenario locally from the ball club. And this is one of the things that VMware on cloud or in in this specific uh, solution scenario, Azure VMware services enabled, enables the customer to build the applications in the public cloud and then move them to their new on-premise private cloud environment, and run them locally for maximum performance and uh, yeah. and availability. and And
2: now that yeah. really makes sense to me because you don't know when you're developing that solution, you can't say how much compute you need or how much storage or what services you need. And so going into the public cloud allows you to be much more flexible about the the development cycle and find what's needed. And then when you're ready, come back on premise to get the costs into a, a model that your business might be more happy with.
1: That's right. And that's, that's why this particular customer, the way that they describe the ultimate outcome of the solution is what they call agility. Mm. It's their ability to constantly you know, iterate on the application, launch new services around it uh, because they're in the public cloud and they can, they can move on a dime. And here's the best part, guys. Mm. Um, y- you would think that to do this, you're hiring an entirely new staff. Yeah. Well, what yeah. VMware on cloud enabled them to do is actually use a lot of the people that were already on staff who had built their original VMware environment and now port it into VMware on cloud. Right. and 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 automate a lot of the control and management of the environment so that they could really focus their efforts on what they want to do, which is application development and and constant iteration.
2: This is not something you hear very often. People aren't moving to the VMware on cloud. In this case, they're developing on the VMware cloud with the intention of bringing it back into the data center once you have a grip on what you need. So you're all using the same deployment tools, the same containers, the same VMs, the same networking, the same storage. So it's actually a much more seamless um, repurposing of the technology. Is that what we hear?
1: Yeah, it, that's true. And that's why I like this example is I think it's yeah. it's you a know, um, really advanced example of how VMware on cloud can be used in a true hybrid public cloud arrangement uh, hmm. to meet really unique business requirements. Now, the reality is most of our customers that are doing VMware on cloud aren't that advanced yet. What they're really doing is using VMware on cloud to accelerate the migration of their traditional uh, workloads and on-premise environment into the public cloud, and then starting, you know, a long-term modernization journey once they're in public cloud.
0: In this specific example, are is the baseball team also leveraging back-end services in the public cloud for things like, you know, analytics and data crunching? I, I assume that would be a good use case for this hybrid model.
1: Uh, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, you know, they can only use those microservices in the Azure service fabric when the application is built in the public cloud. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the main reasons they wanted to get the application development process into the public cloud, so that they can take advantage of those services and not have to build them themselves.
0: So they can access the cloud for development for new services, but when it comes down to game day, when you need a local instance of that app for performance, they can bring it down into their private cloud, run it for game day, and then if changes need to be made or whatever, back to the public cloud. Is that the idea? Exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really neat case for hybrid cloud. So, you know, I could see an MSP like SoftChoice partnering up with Azure, for example, or AWS. Why then VMware as a partner for the cloud?
1: Well, um, what we found is that uh, customers are really struggling with a couple of things when they start to get into, um, let alone a single public cloud uh, mm. environment, um, but a multi cloud environment. And the first is their ability to migrate the environment into the public cloud. Mm. Um, and then the second is how to manage it once it's there. Um, I'll give you an example of another customer who used to be more in cloud to solve this problem. They're a hedge fund in New York that we had been working with for about six months to move them into AWS so that they could use, um, uh, some extraordinary horsepower for their analytics, uh-huh. given, you know, the heavy analytics a hedge fund does, And uh, we had been building the migration plan with their AWS leader inside this customer organization. And then of course the AWS leader got hired away and the project came to a complete stop. And uh, there was a few weeks where the customer assumed they would go out and replace this individual. And they came to the reality that they're just not going to be able to do that, that the the talent is way too scarce, way too competitive. They're they're never going to be able to develop the level of AWS cloud native expertise they would need to complete this project. And that's when we pushed back and said, you know, what if you leverage the skills that you already have, processes, the the tools that you already have, having built and managed this environment on VMware, and you use Mm. VMware Mm. to manage the migration into the public cloud, in this case, using VMC on AWS. And that's exactly what we did. And it got the project right back on track. Accelerated the migration into AWS, keeping a lot of the people and processes they'd already put in place around uh, the infrastructure. And now that they're in the public cloud quickly, now they can start the process of modernizing more efficiently, uh, Mm. which may include using AWS native services or using VMware uh, app modernization tools like Danzu.
2: Mm. So you get the best of both worlds, you get all the choices. Sometimes it's too many choices, but that's better problem than saying, I don't know what to do. I I think that's an interesting point about talent,
0: because if you've already got VMware expertise, for example, being able to put that into public cloud, then, you know, you can address that issue of, you know, we, we don't necessarily have the capability to hire an AWS expert or an Azure expert and so on. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you, how do you see the cloud market developing? What's the appetite for sort of lift and shift versus embracing containers and Kubernetes and sort of microservices and modern application development?
1: I would say that uh, the end goal all of our customers have is using cloud to uh, modernize the development um, of applications, using containers to do that. The challenge is that for many of our customers it will take many years to mm. modernize and then migrate at the same time all these applications and they want the benefit of cloud now whether it's to improve performance or availability or most commonly just the economics running the environment in the public cloud and and being able to eliminate uh, colo contracts and other on-site operational resources and so where we see VMware on cloud really fitting in right now is accelerating every customer's ambition to move more of the environment into public cloud and then start the process of modernizing applications and data in the appropriate sequence. Mm-hmm. One of the really unique advantages I think that VMware is, is seizing is you know if they're responsible for migrating the customer's environment into public cloud through VMware on cloud, uh, it, now and being able to embed application modernization tools like Tanzu and accelerating the adoption of devops and finops yeah. with tools like cloud health it's they're they're really well positioned
2: Right. And I think also the fact that it straddles the on and the off-prem, because I think
1: exactly
2: the, the, the multi-cloud is here to stay for the foreseeable future. And if you put your tooling into the public cloud, you still need to monitor that and have visibility and track billing and asset management and security tooling. And moving to VMware on cloud means you get, you know, the networking capabilities, you get the same security profile posture. And you might choose some other tools in the cloud that you're using, you know, services are here and there. but you want to have the bulk of your tooling in one operational control, I think.
1: That's exactly right. And, and you know, you touch on a really important point. But the mm-hmm. way we talk about public cloud, sometimes it's this sense of inevitability that everything is going to end there and private cloud is gone. That's not true. Like we are mm-hmm. still seeing customers like the professional ball club we just talked about mm-hmm. uh, make really intentional decisions to invest in the development of private cloud. Uh, locally managed infrastructure where right. the use case demands it, um, hmm. and that's not going to stop. And so we are always going to be in this hybrid world. and And to your point, the problem is a lot of the tools that you use to manage public cloud environments are different than the tools that customers are using for private cloud environments, and that's not what customers want. Yeah, they want. And the compatibility
2: th- is an issue. Mapping the operational compatibility of this to that, and 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 putting security postures together, and performance goals, and SLAs, and RPOs, and all that. It, it really it, it
1: becomes exactly. a problem. yeah. It does, yeah. And exactly. And that's that's why I, I think when you look back on the acquisitions that VMware has made as well as the investments they've made in some, you know, native capability is to solve exactly this issue. Is that single uh, layer to manage a private and public cloud environment and mm-hmm. all the you know application and data management and modernization tasks that sit on top of it.
0: Well, that does wrap up our time. Uh, Thank you, Chris, for joining us. uh, And thanks to SoftChoice, VMware Partner of the Year, for joining us. And thanks to VMware for being a sponsor. Uh, We'll have links in the show notes with more details about SoftChoice and VMware. Uh, If you liked this episode, you can find many more fine free technical podcasts along with our community blog. It's all at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn, listen to us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.